Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Hey, everybody. Do you know what day it is? It's Saturday. What's special about Saturday? I'll tell you. It's one day before it's the opener. That's right. It's the week one season opener for your Minnesota Vikings, and I'm here to share it with you. I've got three themes lined up already. First one, we're going to sort of discuss what happened in the offseason and talk about extensions. The ones that people got, ones people didn't, you know, who we signed, a few things like that. Then we're going to go into the classic. That's what they're calling tomorrow, and I can't wait to see it and talk about it. And finally, because this is a pregame show, we're going to preview the game of your Minnesota Vikings versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All next on Two Old Blockers. Vikings First and Skull presents This Week in Vikings Land with Darren and Dave, your two old bloggers. Hey, everybody, it's Dave here again. And unfortunately, no Darren. I'll give you an update on that at the end of the show. But I want to wish you cheers. And I hope you're enjoying your Saturday, this beautiful Saturday right before the season opener. I want to thank everybody that showed up for today's show already. We have Raymond, of course. We have the wonderful Davy Chains is here. The Mr. Bob Swede. Robert, welcome to the show, Robert. Good to see you back again. And then there's Dan Anderson. Skull, baby, skull. And, of course, good friend Huang. Good to see you back, buddy. Good to see you back. Now, we're going to get this going, and there's Freddie. How you doing, Freddie? We're going to get this going. And I thought I'd, for the first theme, I would talk about some of the things that's happened over the last offseason because we have, you know, the games getting ready to start. It's the opener, as the title slide says. It's the opener. So we're going to hit up theme one. Coordination on that is miserable because I haven't switched it on this screen. Theme one. First up, the first extension given out was to C.J. Ham. Now, the Minnesota Vikings have been busy this offseason locking up several key players to contract extensions. The team was active in free agency, restructuring deals and signing players in an effort to bolster their roster for this upcoming season. Among the players to receive new deals for the Vikings were C.J. Ham, pictured here, 
TJ Hawkinson and Josh Metellus. They weren't the only ones. Those were the ones with the extensions. If you remember correctly, we got rid of a lot of people. We brought in Marcus Davenport was one of the big signings. Byron Murphy is another one. That was probably the premier signing. All in an effort to make this team the best it could be for 2023. You know, keeping in mind the whole constraints of, hey, it's a competitive rebuild. Yeah, (laughs) I like that too. Sure. (laughs) It's good to see you, Miss Mary. I'm glad you made it to the show today. Everybody misses you. CJ Ham, the fullback, signed a two-year extension worth $8.65 million, so it's not much, including $4.4 million guaranteed. He's a versatile player. Besides being a fullback and besides being a, quote, running back that can run with the ball, and we'll get into that in the third theme, um, he can contribute in several ways, including his blocking. He's great out of the backfield catching footballs. And, of course, his special teams play. And he is a captain. And I think they like him for that. I think they love him running the special teams and the fact that he is a captain and he's versatile and one of the best fullbacks in the league. So they gave him an extension. Okay, that sort of surprises us a little bit. No biggie. Last week, we heard word TJ Hawkinson suddenly found the, the elixir of fixing all his ailments and he got extended for a four-year extension up to $68 million, which made him theoretically the highest paid APY, if he maxes out on that, um, tight end in the league. He uh, gets $42.5 million guaranteed, and we have him now for the next five years, consider this year and then the four years afterwards. That's a great thing. Whatever happens in the future, Whatever quarterback is playing, be it Kirk Cousins on an extension longer or a new guy, they're going to love having one of the best pass-catching tight ends in the NFL. And I would easily say top five to throw to. So that's a great, great thing. Then came, surprisingly, when we were hoping for Justin Jefferson, came Josh Metellus. And I'm skipping on my duties. Going through my slides. Here we go. Then came Josh Metellus, right? He's a safety, obviously, but he's a special teams ace. And the story behind Josh is absolutely fantastic. I mean, he comes to the team. He's drafted off Michigan Wolverine, Wolverines. He doesn't do well at all. First as a returner and then trying to make the team. He doesn't. He gets cut. Gets stuck on the practice squad. He works his way up. And then somewhere in that time period, there's a bell that goes off. I think it was last season. On how he addresses the game and becomes absolutely critical to it and doing the best he can at when he's given available, you know, opportunities available to do that. That comes on special teams primarily. He's a special teams ace and, um, Our special teams coach talked about he's not going to be, he'll be on all four special teams this season. Just because he got an extension doesn't mean he gets special favors. They're counting on him to do that. So he's going to be there. And if he has to come in and play safety, he can do that. He did it three games last year, did it well. And, of course, our defensive coordinator loves to use him as the big nickel. And then we had the comments from, Harrison Hitman Smith, that said, hey, he could run the whole room, right? He's got everything down that much. He knows questions to ask, how to implement schemes, how to teach it to other people. And I think this is a fantastic signing. It's relatively cheap, $6 million for two years, or $13 million for two years, $6 million guaranteed. It's more than C.J. Hamm, and it's a very Good signing. So that gives us three special teams guys to watch out for this season. C.J. Ham, of course, Josh Metellus, and Najee Thompson, the undrafted free agent that uh, has made the team. I think that's going to be fun to watch. So we're going to have fun doing that. I think 
what the Vikings did in the offseason is good for the team and everybody. And uh, show. But there's one extension we're still waiting on. We're sort of hoping to hear by now, by Saturday afternoon, that is taking place. And it has yet to. And we all know who that is. Justin Jefferson, the best wide receiver in the NFL and wide receiver number one, without a doubt, on your Minnesota Vikings. Now, while the Vikings have been locking up other key players, he's the notable name that's the exception so far. Jefferson had an outstanding season last year. Heck, he's had all three outstanding seasons and been breaking records after records. Fans are eagerly waiting to see the young star receiver on a new deal so that we have him locked up for the future. There's no word yet other than uh, Deanna Rossini, who said there's supposedly an offer on the table and everybody thinks it's soon. And then we got the Bosa contract out. I wonder if that messed with it or whatever, but there's nothing yet. We hopefully will get that, but don't hold your breath just yet. There's no need to. There's no question that Jefferson is a critical piece of our offense, and he will be moving forward. His ability to stretch the field and make big plays is something the team absolutely positively needs. It is likely only a matter of time before the Vikings front office and his agent comes together on what that extension looks like. One of the things they may be quibbling over is the length of that extension. You know, if you're the Vikings, you want to lock him in long-term, five, six, seven years, whatever it is. If you're him, you want a three-year extension so you can hit it, the market back again and get a second massive payday. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. We've been watching, and we were hoping last night, especially when Vikings first and skull founding member Tyler Fornis puts out a cryptic tweet about his team doing investigative work, which had nothing to do with JJ, uh, by the way. It's, we're hoping it comes soon, but don't get too alarmed. Jefferson's rookie contract runs through this year, as you all know. And then there's the fifth year option for 2024. So the Vikings do have some time to work it out. And if they wanted to be uh, hard, what's the word? Anal? No. Starts with a D, ends with an ick. About it. They could uh, throw a franchise tag on after that. Now, that they tend not to want to do that. It pisses off players. Then you get the diva-ish, get me out of here, trade me, whatever. I don't expect that. JJ loves it here. And he doesn't exhibit any diva ten tendencies to date. He's actually just the opposite of that, which is one of the reasons why we love him so much. On top of being the greatest wide receiver who played in his first three seasons in the league. And he's obviously keeps that trajectory up. He's going straight to Canton afterwards, but we want him in purple the entire time. So it's going to be interesting to see. I see everybody's uh Talking to Mary on there. Yes, Mary, we love you. I told you that before. There's no doubt that Jefferson is a talented player and who has a potential to be an absolute superstar for years to come. And we're all hoping that the offer is made, that it's valuable, and they agree, and that we hear something. Who knows? Maybe even tonight. Heck, could even happen tomorrow morning. I don't know. And there's no rule like... uh that once the season starts, you can't get an extension. That's just been a tradition, but there's no rule against it. So we'll see what happens on the backside. Generally, once the season starts, though, they try not to do that because Quasi and the front office guys are still working on scouting other teams and doing all the other stuff to help the coach prep for you know upcoming games. So that's the reason why that is. But it's been an interesting offseason 
with our losses, Dalvin Cook, Patrick Peterson, etc., and how things have changed. Probably the biggest and best loss was the loss of Ed Donichel, now swapped out for Brian Flores. And we'll get into more of that later, because I love that choice. Now, we're going to move on to theme two. That's right, theme two. Boom. This one I've titled The Classic. Why The Classic? Well, the Minnesota Vikings are pulling out every single stop they have to commemorate a decade of excellence, is what they're calling it. I think it's from 1968 through 1978. And the team's week one opener tomorrow is going to be a culmination of a whole week's worth of events and celebration to that point. We're going to get to see the team come out and uh, and and salute to these guys that played over that decade. And what the Vikings Entertainment Network has put together is absolutely fantastic. I don't know if you've seen, but there's the preview of the Odin chant that's going to be played. It's absolutely awesome. I look forward to seeing what happens tomorrow. The Minnesota Vikings enjoyed a decade, an absolute decade of excellence, and I'd put it between 68 and 78. And during this t- this time period, that 11 years, um, the team went to the playoffs 10 of those 11 years. Won four conferences, championships, and then, of course, we know what happened in the Super Bowls, but made it to four Super Bowls. We haven't been back since. All led by the legendary coach, Bud Grant. The Vikings were a dominant force in the NFL and one of the most successful teams during that era. And if if they would have won any of those, they would be considered a dynasty. Dynasty. It'd be like the Buffalo Bills during their four-year reign. But you gotta win. But that doesn't diminish what these guys did. And they were fantastic. The Vikings' success during the time period was largely due to the contributions of their quarterback, who one of which, the main one, is pictured right here next to me. Sir Francis, Fran Tarkington of Bloomingdale. Yes, he was awesome. To see him run around, scramble, make plays, throw balls, it was just it's memories of my youth, because I watched him back then. It just was, he was amazing. He was joined by talented cast of offensive stars, including running backs Chuck Foreman, wide receiver John Gilliam, tight end Stu Vaught, uh, Ahmad Rashad, uh, just Mike White, um, just tons of them. Ed White, um, let me get here. This is one of my favorites. on the block was experimenting with trying to do cubism here, but that is Ed white. He enjoyed that. That's when we first met and talked. He's an artist as well as I am. He loved it. But that, that whole decade, there were just stars. And that was just on the offensive side. We haven't mentioned the defense. The defense is legendary. We're talking the purple people eaters which included Alan Page, Jim Marshall, Carl Eller, Gary Larson, you know, just absolutely. And not just them during that period. We have one of my favorite players um, right here, Paul Krause. He's got a record for interceptions that will never be challenged, not even close. Yeah, Bob, Sammy White, you got that right. It was, it was something. Yes, Jonathan, I hope the Hall of Fame guys get justice this year. Don't bet on it. Don't bet on it. Ronieri, oh, my God, you want to talk about a tackle. Big round belly. Love him. 
that was on the defensive side. And here I've got, of course, a picture I made from uh, Ed Marinero from the 76 Super Bowl, which I do remember because it was a raining mess down there. But those guys, the defensive side was just legendary, and that was just had to have been all, you know, Bud Grant and the guys they had there. Yes, Hill Street Blues, same one. Um, I didn't know digits that Ed White won an arm wrestling crown to. Did not know that. Well, a lot of these old players are up in the cities this weekend. They've been doing all sorts of things, and you can get uh, um, autographs and all sorts of stuff and meet them, and they're all out there. You've been watching Twitter. They've been popping up all over the place. They're all going to be celebrated tomorrow. And I was listening to one, and I forgot who it was. He's looking forward to being there tomorrow because they're all going to be back, right? All the ones that can are going to be there. And it's probably going to be one of the biggest gathering of that era players coming back to be celebrated. Now, despite all their accomplishments, we all know they didn't win the Super Bowl. But, but. They were led by probably the greatest coach of that time period. And you all know him, and I know him, and it still breaks our heart that he's gone. And that is, of course, Bud Grant. They're going to be celebrating Bud Grant tomorrow. He's going to have a nice tribute. You're going to see it. Uh, his name on the patch, on their uniforms. And all those players are probably going to, you know, put one up to Bud. I do. He was something else. Gene Washington is another great wide receiver there, Digits. Um, that, and of course, Jim Marshall. That And Jim Marshall's going to be there tomorrow, too. That is something else. And I'm glad that the team is paying tribute. I'm glad we have owners that care. And it's the owners that brought it together all the all these people and stuff together. And that is something that we should, as fans, be proud of. Pardon me while I drink my beer. Now feel free to jump on in. But it's I can't wait. I just absolutely can't wait tomorrow. It's going to be fun. They're going to talk about his legacy and other things. And like I said, we're going to see it on the uniform, the patch. Now, another exciting part of tomorrow is the unveiling of the classic uniform. They are going back, and I wish I'd brought up a picture and I didn't. Sorry about that. Of the classic uniform, or what harkens to the classic uniform, where you have the purple and white, yellow, outlined white stripes on the sleeve, and the yellow outlined white numbers. Now, the only difference is the numbers on the sleeves are now moved up to the shoulders, but you're getting the, it's a darker purple, and you're going to get the, uh, I think, the, I don't know if they changed the color of the helmet. They may have. I've seen different colored pictures, and I wonder if they have, but they've got the helmet, and they've got the old horn, on it, and they're putting the gray face masks on. It's going to look absolutely fantastic. It's what we grew up with, or a lot of us. And I can't wait from that whole era. You know, it's modifications to that. It's going to be great. Joey Browner, yes, Joey had a great, great attitude. The celebration features a whole range of activities. It's started earlier this week and is going on. It's a family-friendly event if you want to go. And I'm sure there's an adult-friendly event down there as well. I'm sure the sports bars and everything else are going just wild because I can't wait for this. It's going to be fun. And a home opener, being that it's the home opener, which ramps up the excitement just a little bit more, I think this is going to put frosting on a cake. Other teams are going to look at it and go, we need to do it the way the Vikings do it. And and with the Bud Grant tribute and the throwback uniforms, I think the fans can expect an absolute outstanding day. And 
it's going to put the Vikings on a right start for this season. And hopefully with all the energy and the crowd and we'll, uh, you know, fire up that new defense and get it going. And who knows, like the chance of Odin that they made back in the 70s when the sun went down and the wind blew cold from the north through the old Met Stadium. And you hear Odin, Odin, Odin. That that fires up this year's team. And that fires up Kevin O'Connell. And he starts an era equally or more successful than Bud Grant. But we're going to have to see. We're absolutely going to have to see. Well, that's it. I can't wait for tomorrow on that. But speaking of tomorrow, we've got us a game. That brings us to theme three. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. I absolutely love all the talk of this, all these old guys in the chat. You guys keep doing that. That's fabulous. Now, when Darren's here, and hopefully he'll be here tomorrow, but when Darren's here, this is the part of the show where we. this is just pure pregame. And we always start out with stats and slides. So I'm going to show you what that sort of looks like. We don't have much stats because the season hadn't started yet. And I'm not going to use last year's because things change. But we do have some. And I'm going to start out with the traditional first one, the injury report. Uh, the final injury reports as of Saturday came out. Obviously, these can change come Sunday and will change because they'll either go to playing or play, go to out. But the only ones on the Vikings was Marcus Davenport with an ankle. And Buccaneers had Kalijah Tansy and Cody Mouch out all questionable. So, they go questionable is 50-50. They could go either way. Now, I hope... Davenport, they taped the shit out of it, and he plays. I want to see him play. We don't need to get a guy that, you know, hey, Mick generates all these pressures, but he's never healthy all the time. To week one, not be healthy. Don't want that. I want him to play. So make it happen. Make it so. We go on from there. The only slide I've added this year is QB slide. QB versus QB. The only stat I have so far is PFF's power ranking. And yes, I do use PFF as one of my stat sources. And there you have it. Kirk Cousins, they have a power ranking of 10. And Baker Mayfield, a power ranking of 25. So generally, when games are played, the easiest way to decide who should win is who has the better quarterback. 90 plus percent of the time, that generally determines who wins the game. So there's your quarterbacks head-to-head. Uh, now, I will add more quarterback stats as the season starts to flow, especially after week three or four, once we get a series of stats going in there. And this is for all the new folks. People that have been watching me for years who've seen these slides know what to expect. This one is offense versus defense. Everybody goes, 
all right, who's got the better offense? These guys got the better offensive line than these guys' offensive line. And I'm like, why are you putting it offense against offense? It's not offense against offense. Offense doesn't play the other offense. They play the defense. So I always build them so it's offense against defense. And again, we have no data. You can see some of the other sources I use. I use Football Outsiders, their DVO rankings. I use Elias Sports Bureau, which is all your box scores you see on ESPN, NFL.com, CBS.com, all the normal spots. Those are those stats. Yes, Sarah, I agree with you 100%. If only somebody in Kansas City could have caught a pass. Anyways, I'm still sore about that. Um, But here, PFF, this is a preseason ranking. Or not preseason, it's the, you know, what they feel they are coming into the season. Has the Vikings offense ranked number five in power rankings. They have the Buccaneers defense, which is their best unit, ranked as 18th. So in a head-on-head, you would think the Vikings offense should match up pretty well. And they should. I agree. Next slide, we flip it. Vikings defense versus the opponent's offense. And here, again, PFF has the Vikings defense as 23rd and the Buccaneers offense as dead last. No love for the Buccaneers from PFF is what it looks like. The As you can see on the bottom, the over and under is 46 as of this morning, which is quite a good total for a week one game. And the spread has moved from six down to 5.5. I'd still put the Vikings. I bet they blow that away. But anyways, Aaron, I will talk about Gaskin here in a bit. He's on the script. And then I'll also get into special teams, and we measure the whole special teams unit, not just the kickers. And we'll go use Football Outsiders DVOA, and we'll bounce those, and we'll look how they go. And for the Vikings, I'll give you trend markers. Are they trending up, getting better, or are they getting worse, staying the same, whatever. You'll see those markers on the slides in weeks to come. Like I said, I will start slowly filling these in. As the weeks go, but I generally like to wait till at least till four weeks of football is played so we can get some consistency on what is the 2023 Vikings. Um, Sarah, stop gloating about a fragile, fraudulent one. Hey, let them gloat. I don't, I'm, I'm what I'm tired about, Sarah, was after the game, how many Vikings fans were like, oh no. The Lions won. We've lost this season. Ah. I'm like, what? No, it's one game. Yes, they won. Should they have won? Probably not. If somebody could have caught a pass, it was still close, and they couldn't catch passes. So, no, I don't believe it. But, hey, good luck to the Lions fans. It's been a long time. I will not believe Tyler may believe in him, and I caught a lot of shit for this, but I will not believe it until I see it. I've seen way too many times when they're they're hyped up as being good, they start out hot, and then they implode. No. It's not going to happen. Not yet. Bob saw that on Purple Daily. One of my favorite shows. Well, anyways, that's it for the last of the that slide. We'll switch screens back again real quick. And let's go with the script. 2023 NFL season is just getting started, and we're eagerly anticipating the upcoming matchups between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Minnesota Vikings. This is the week one game promises to be an exciting and intense battle between two talented teams. Hey, Norsevius, you're not that late. I'm only on the theme three, halfway through it, as a matter of fact, so don't feel bad. <laughs> Catch it on the replay. Um, according to sharp football analysts, 
Um, there's another stat place I get from. The Vikings are favored to win this by six points. Like I said, PFF has it now down to five and a half points today. The Vikings, if you did not know, were the only undefeated team in games where they were favored and won a league-high 10 games uh, or were undefeated when they were favored last year, and they won a league-high 10 games from behind as they trailed, as we all know. Yet last year was just wild. Um, good for cardiac doctors, because it was nuts. Their resilience and ability come from behind make for them a formidable appoint, or opponent to anybody. And hopefully they keep that up. Hopefully they learn from that. And you've got to remember, especially on the offense, everybody's back. Jordan Addison's the only one that hadn't seen that. So I, let's go for it. Meanwhile, the Buccaneers will be looking to bounce back from a somewhat disappointing 2022. Despite having won the Super Bowl back in 2020, they steadily went. <laughs> and last year, they finished with an 8-9 and record, and Tom Brady retired. Got divorced and then retired, or something in that order, and it is what it is. They'll need to overcome their offensive struggles from last season if they hope to compete against the Vikings. Will they? I don't know. It doesn't look like it. Can they do it with Baker Mayfield leading them to do that? The only thing that scares me about Baker Mayfield is he can have some outstanding games. And then he has other games that you're like, no wonder you're not starting. So it's just some wild swings. I do believe uh, when he matches up against our defenses, we're going we're gonna to get that answer. However... The Vi the Buccaneers did have the league's better one of the league's better defenses in twenty twenty two, only allowing or allowing the lowest yards per drive of any team. And this was a problem with the Vikings too, all those three and outs. And last year, believe it or not, that defense on the Bucks held people to an average of twenty seven yards per drive. That's amazingly low. Now, what part of that was luck? What part of that was skill, player, scheme? I don't know. How's it going to match up against top five offense, which we think we have? I think we're going to come out on top, but it's one of those things we need to keep an eyeball on tomorrow. And this could be a key factor if they hope to slow down our offense, which we expect to be a high-flying one. And by high-flying, I want 30 points a game. Got it, Kevin? Yes, I'm talking to you, coach. 30 points a game, minimum. Let's do this. The Vikings' defense, on the other hand, last season was one of the worst. Duh. Ed Donagel. Hey. Um, it's not all the defense's fault. The, all the straight series of three and outs didn't help them, and they get gassed and whatever, but it was still, it was bad. The Vikings uh, allowed a league-high 4.7 scoring drives per game. That's bad, considering there's six or seven drives a game. That's generally pretty bad. This could provide an opportunity for the Buccaneers if they could, if they could take advantage of it. And I'm not sure that's going to happen. That's why we hired Brian Flores. Will his havoc-generating style he employs make a huge difference? I think so. And I especially think so against Baker Mayfield. Because the one he, thing he does not like is pressure. So if we can wreak havoc, generate pressure tomorrow, I think we're in for a good day. Brian Flores' new scheme, we anticipate that the Vikings would take off the training wheels Tomorrow, and unleash mayhem on the Buccaneers quarterback, Baker Mayfield, and the rest of the team. Flores' defense was expected to blitz, is expected to blitz Mayfield from all angles and confuse him. I like that. And not only confuse him with the blitz, but confuse him with the lineups and who's coming in and who's coming off who's lining up on the gaps, everybody's up, oh shit, who's falling back, who's rushing, 
That's the stuff we're going to see tomorrow. And I can't wait. Because we haven't seen it with the starters. Remember, tomorrow's the first time we get to see the starters this season. Yay! Um, but the biggest question is going to be, can the corners hold up against Mike Evans and Chris Goodwin? Godwin. And whether the blitz-happy looks would free up pass rushers like Daniil Hunter, which I suspect it would, and hopefully a playing Marcus Davenport. We need him. The Vikings' defense was expected to be one of the key factors in the game and could p- potentially decide the outcome tomorrow. Hey, I hope they don't decide it, but I do hope they are a key factor. I hope to see, you know, sacks and forced fumbles and turnovers and interceptions and maybe score. That would be great. But we'll see. Ed needs to keep his foot off. Yes. Oh, that's a couple paragraphs down the script. The matchup between uh, <laughs> the Vikings quarterbacks and the Buccaneers, Mike Evans, was considered, or which corners against Evans is considered interesting. And I agree there. Tampa Bay lines up in 11 personnel. Young cornerbacks, um, if they line up at 11, which is normal offense, three outside or three wide receivers, the cornerbacks expect to be a Caleb Evans, Makai Blackman, and Byron Murphy, right? Now, if they go true to form, a Caleb Evans and Makai Blackman will be on the outside during that time period, and Byron Murphy will move to the nickel with traditional nickel, third where the nickel is a cornerback. But Flores could do the switcheroo and just put Byron Murphy on Evans. Say, you got him all day. And Evans is pissed. I don't know if you read today. He did not get his extension, and he's already stated he's done after this season with the Buccaneers. He's going to become a free agent. Screw them. Okay. Pissed. Go out there and play crappy. That'll help. We'll see. I'm curious to see how they do play him. I'm curious to see how these starters play together because we haven't seen them yet. (laughs) Uh, Quit whining, David. I know. The quarterback matchup is also interesting. Well, Kirk Cousins leading the charge for the Vikings and, of course, Baker Mayfield being named starter and taking on, you know, our defense. Cousins had a PFF grade of 79.3 and a passer rating of 98.2 last year in 2022. While Mayfield had a PFF grade of 50.6 and a passer rating of 83.4. Cousins' ability to move the ball through the air and make plays should give the Vikings the edge in this matchup. And they better give them the edge. Kirk Cousins may not have had his best statistical year last year, and actually it was going down slightly. But he had his best year last year. And it all came in the mental department. He's playing freer. We talked about it this week. He looks more relaxed, having a good time, feels more comfortable in his own skin, trying not to be as uh, wound up and critical. And I think that's going to make or reap huge benefits when it comes to playing football. So I can't wait to see it. Both teams have shown a tendency to have high-scoring games. Why is that? Offense can be good, in our case, is good. And the defense, right? So, let's score lots of points. Like I said, 30-plus, 46 points for an over-under, a good size over-under for a week one game in the NFL. It's a good size over-under for any game in the NFL. I mean, once you start getting over 50, you're thinking that's a a high-scoring shootout, but 46 is it. There'll be uh, some over-unders that, you know, we're looking at low 30s, 20s. So, Davy Chains and his Wi-Fi crashing. I hate when that happens, Davy. Staying on the offensive side of the ball, we're getting to our favorite subject, my round bellies. Specifically, the interior three. 
they need to step up their game this season big time. Can Do I believe they can? Yes, I do. Ezra's improved every year of his career. Garrett Bradbury had his best year yet last year. His first three sucked, but last year was good. Um, And then there's Ed Ingram. I think Ed Ingram has the ability. He just has to be coached and fine-tune it, and he'll do outstanding. They're all three good at run blocking, but run blocking's not the issue, is it? No, it's pass blocking. When they step backwards, and Ed, don't step on Kirk's foot. If they learn to do that and do step back, proper leverage, even if it is for a run block, because they're moving in this type of flow that we use in the type of blocking scheme, make sure that you're properly, you're not over, you're not under, you're not all the things you're supposed to do, and you will be good. Dalton asked what I think about David Quisenberry. Uh, David Quisenberry's brought up as just veteran backup. That's it, period. He he will has never been that good. I mean, he's got a great story, uh, overcoming cancer and all. But mm, he's just a depth piece. That's all. Now, but what we worry about tomorrow on that interior line is against Vita Veda. Vita Vea is a big man. And lots of power. And the one thing I worry about is that he forklifts Garrett Bradbury back into Kirk Cousins' lap. But hopefully, they'll have scheme for that, and that won't happen. Mm-hmm. So, And the other thing I'm looking for on the offensive line is I want to see Brian O'Neill full go. I don't want to see any mental hesitancy. I don't want to see him you know, look for, is he favoring it or not? I want to see if he's 100%. Let him go. Let him become the, you know, agent of destruction he's been in the past couple of years. Let's see. Let him see him dominate. Overall, the matchup favors the Vikings. That's why we're favored. But I don't see any reason why the Vikings can't go out and just thump them. So we'll find out. We've got a strong offense. Our defense is promising. I can't wait to see what Brian Flores does with it. It's going to be fun to watch tomorrow on top of all the festivities. That's why I think this is a perfect time for a week one celebration. And I can't wait. Without a doubt, I cannot wait. Now, I just saw Skullfest from Norpheus is about to start in Minneapolis. Believe it or not, Norpheus, I have it in my notes. It goes splat, 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 Skullfest. If you're in town, and if you're going, have a great time. And if you're going, get a t-shirt from Sarah. They're absolutely fantastic. She did a great job. And it's going to be absolutely fun. A whole bunch of content creators. I can't list them all, but obviously one of Vikings First and Skull teammates, Justin Day, is going to be there. You're going to have Dave from Minnesota Sports Talks. You're going to have um, Gigi, I believe, is going to be there. Rap's going to be there. JJ Vikings is going to be there. Oh, only he can't drink. Um, and then, watching him on Twitter yesterday was just an absolute blast. Uh, Vita is going to going to butt Kirk on his. I hope not. <laughs> but Yes, if you're in town, go to Skull Fest. I think it officially starts here in seven minutes, and it lasts till about nine o'clock, and it's a celebration of being a Vikings fan and and getting ready for the game. There's tons of great prizes. Heck, they're giving away a signed JJ jersey. They're giving away game tickets. They're giving away all sorts of stuff, and there's going to be an on-site live show between all those hosts there, and they get to talk with you, and we get to celebrate being Loving the absolute purple and gold. So if you're in the cities, go. It doesn't cost anything. Go. Have fun. It'd be great. Dalton's going to be at the game tomorrow. I wish I was too, buddy. I wish I was too. I got to watch it on uh, Sunday Ticket on YouTube, and I'm praying it works. I remember when I first got Sunday Ticket with DirecTV, and they janked it up. And I'm praying it works tomorrow. 
So we'll find out. Now, I have two updates to give you. One was Mary. I don't have to give that one. She's in the remarks watching. That's great, Mary. It's good to see you. Second one is on Darren. Darren is heading back. He is on the road today. He flew back from British Columbia to Alberta yesterday. Today, he's the 11-hour drive from Alberta up to Yellowknife. They were, he was only worried about one fire that might impact the highway, but looking at the maps and who he's talking to, looking at the maps, it's not showing it. Who he's talking to says it was maybe depends on weather. So hopefully he'll arrive back in Yellowknife tonight, and uh, he should be on the show tomorrow. <coughs> Pardon me. Getting parched. I hate when that happens. That means more beer. I have one more slide, however. Tomorrow, our post-game show doesn't start after the game. It starts live at the two-minute warning. So remember, join us live at two minute at the two-minute warning. I will prep and have stuff up there, and I'll be playing with the time because we try to guess it. And so join us live at the two-minute warning. We watch the last two minutes together and react together. And then we go into the show and we get all the discussion of, man, Ed Ingram was great. Did you see that block? Or not. <laughs> what happened with Garrett Bradbury? You know, all those, uh, we'll go through all that tomorrow. We can't wait. But that's why. We watch the games. And I can't wait to see you there tomorrow. Prediction? I'm just going to say the Vikings are going to win. I hope it's by two touchdowns. Well, folks, that's all for today. What do we say? Besides, thanks for watching. Skull Vikings! Let's win this game! Like, subscribe, and ring the bell. And rate us on your favorite podcast aggregator. Darren and Dave, thank you for watching this episode of Two Old Bloggers. We look forward to seeing you on every show on the new Vikings First and Skull. You can find our podcast as part of the Fans First Sports Network. Sports takes for the fan, from the fan. Skull, everybody! Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. This has been a Vikings First and Skull production. Part of the Fans First Sports Network.